Welcome to the Get Fit with Masi podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Maciel from GetFitWithMasi.com. I'm an online personal trainer, Zumba instructor, and fitness educator who currently lives in the Bronx, New York. I teach hundreds of women online and offline how to get snatched, burn fat, and build muscle in all the right places. Today's podcast topic is how to not let your depression, emotions, and or tiredness get in the way of your fitness journey. I'm Get Fit with Masi on all social media, and that's spelled M-A-S-S-I. If you're not following me on social yet, send me a DM and let me know what you thought about this episode. If you're new to me, please beware that I keep it all the way real on here, which means I may or may not drop some F-bombs and cuss here and there, and I tell it to you like it is because I want to see you win. So today's question of the day, I often plan to work out before work and I'm just too tired to hear my five alarms, or I spend more time at work than I thought I would have and am too tired and stressed to go after work. I hate feeling like I'm starting over, but with that inconsistency, I will always feel like I'm starting over. So my question is, how to not let your depression, emotions, tiredness get in the way of your fitness journey? One of my clients recently described me as a no-nonsense nurturer, and that is 100% accurate. As a personal trainer, I don't play games, honey or accept excuses. So when my clients are slacking, I give them tough love, tell them to get their asses to the gym, to start meal prepping, and to remember why they started. However, to answer my listener's question today, I want to share a testimony of my experience with emotions getting in the way during my fitness journey in hopes that it will help somebody. Three months ago, I went to an all-women's self-healing brunch where the organizer asked us what advice would we give to our younger selves. It was about 15 or so women and a few of them raised their hand and I raised my hand as well, kind of nervous and second guessing myself and then she called on me so I decided alright it's time for me to share my story. And after the first sentence I felt like I was suffocating. I could not talk. I was choking, grasping, gasping for air, uncontrollable tears escape my eyes, drenching my black shirt. And you know when you are crying so hard that you can't talk, you're like, like you can't, you feel like you cannot breathe. I was embarrassed, ashamed. I felt like I was drowning as I was telling them how I was sexually assaulted on the train the week before on my way to work. And I didn't anticipate how difficult it would be to release what had happened to me. I honestly wish I would have done something. I wish I would have said something. That is the advice that I would give to my younger self, the same advice that I would give to my current self. And I was afraid of what they would think of me. And at that moment, I wanted to crawl under the table and take it back. And I really wanted to retreat. And I was so surprised when some of them responded, me too. That has happened to me too. And I have not been the same person after that moment. I was in complete shambles and was crying every day and I wasn't quite sure why. And one of the girls who I had met at the brunch shared on one of her Instagram stories that she had also been very emotional that week and was crying every day. And I said, all right, so I guess I'm not the only one struggling with this. And I messaged her and we started talking and she invited me to her church. Let me start off by saying that I have not been to a church in years, years, okay? I'm not even that religious. I like to think of myself more as a spiritual person. 
but I figured that anything would be better than the misery that I was currently experiencing. So I ended up going to the church a little bit hesitant, but ready to see what the church had to offer. And I basically cried through the entire service. And I went to the back where volunteers offered to pray over you at the end of the service. And Tish, a complete stranger who I never met until that very moment, held my hand and asked me if I was ready to accept Jesus into my life. And I was like, I am not sure. But what I do need is some prayer. <laughs> and so I thought it would honestly be like every other generic, feel-good, inspirational cookie-cutter prayer. And then she stopped mid-sentence and whispered to me, Broken. That's how I started too. Right where you are. God wants me to tell you that you are worthy. After that moment, I felt like God put me there on purpose and I decided it was a sign that I needed to take a serious mental health sabbatical. Fast forward, I told my boss I was going on vacation and I left New York. I told my coach I hadn't been to the gym all week and that I had been crying every day and I was so sorry that I was a hot mess that month. And I just said it. I'm like, this is what happened to me. And he said, don't apologize. This helps me so much because I can meet you where you're at. And he offered me his ear, his support, and let me start over. He offered me grace. And since that day, I decided I needed to disconnect from my business so that I could start to connect back to myself. I went back home to Lynn, Massachusetts, and I went to my mom's house. I told her what happened. And, you know, of course, she started crying and was like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And I'm like, mom, because I felt like it wasn't a big deal, um, you know. I've been through worse things in life um, and I, I didn't realize how much it was really impacting me and so when I went home I was on vacation but all I did was sleep and you know not do my makeup and barely brush my hair and stayed in pajamas most of the time hung out with my best friend went to the gym so it was more like a stay relaxation than it was a vacation and it was amazing I was able to unplug, to be with the people who care for me, and also be alone with my thoughts and with God. I don't think I had talked to God in a really long time since that moment and really wondering like what is going on with me and with my computer. And just be. I was being. It has taken me three long ass months to realize that I can no longer compartmentalize myself. That my emotional state, my weight, how I feel about myself is all connected. And this came after struggling to sleep. So after being assaulted, I was not able to fall asleep or stay asleep. I was not able to work out. I was not able to have energy. I had no energy to meal prep, to work out, to really do anything. Um, I was crying a lot. I was like very emotionally sensitive. And it was so incredibly challenging to focus on my fitness and nutrition when my mental health foundation was shaken. And one of the best things I did was to pause and hit the reset button and finally ask for help. So a few weeks later when I was working with one of my other clients and she asked me, do you have any suggestions on how I can make it to my workouts when I wake up in a bad mood and just cannot make myself go to the gym? My response was so different than what I usually say to my clients. And I said to her, you should skip your workout. Rest and take care of yourself first. 
and I think that this is the message that I really want to send out to the world, to you today. If you haven't been taking care of yourself, this is the time to do it. Black and Latinx women have a superwoman complex that's incredibly damaging and exhausting. As superwomen, we claim we don't need help from others, even when we're fatigued, when we're broken or bruised. And I'm here to remind you that all the things uh, that go on in your life outside of you are also affecting you on the inside. There's no workout diet or trainer that's going to help you address what's going on in your mind and in your soul that's not allowing you to connect to why you started your fitness journey, why you can't stick to eating healthy, why you can't go to the gym. So how do you not let yourself get in your own way? I'm going to give you three steps. Step number one is get yourself a therapist ASAP. Today at church, Pastor Kay said, your greatest enemy is not your competition, it's you. It's not external, it's internal. And I felt that very deeply. The longest relationship you will ever have is the one you have with yourself. You talk to yourself more than anyone else talks to you. And oftentimes when we're experiencing trauma or something has happened, we have a lot of negative self-talk. And I encourage you to do the internal work and stop trying to compartmentalize ourselves. And remember that we are full human beings. Kelly Ruta, a psychotherapist and expert mindset mentor, says that your subconscious mind wins over our intellect every single time because it's in charge of about 95% of your experiences. That means that a lot of the things that we do are one, on autopilot, and two, are actually affecting us more than we think. So after this happened to me, I started seeing a therapist every single week. I have been faithful to her in that. And I've also been listening to some new podcasts, some new books. And one of my really favorite podcasts that I'm listening to now is called Therapy for Black Girls. If y'all ain't on this tip, you should download it. Dr. Joy Harden Bradford is a licensed psychotherapist or sorry, psychologist in Atlanta who talks about all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. She had said in one of her recent podcasts that we have every right to deal with every part of you that makes you human. And that has to be there, there has to be a point where you say you're tired of wearing the cape all day long. And I want to encourage you and remind you that therapy is just like fitness. It is not about taking somebody further or faster than they're willing to go. It's about helping them rediscover themselves in a safe, comfortable, loving, and compassionate space. And so you can only do that if you are motivated to do that and you feel safe. So in other words, you need to decipher, am I ready to take a realistic view of what's going on in my life? And also having to be willing and humble enough to say that you do not have all the answers. We do not have all the answers. There's never going to be a right time. And I recommend that you don't wait like I did until you're going through a crisis to reach out to a therapist, but to really meet with a therapist if you are feeling sadness, if you are feeling like you can't get up from your bed or that your emotions are always getting in the way of you um, having a healthier lifestyle, healthier habits and being okay with giving someone else just a little bit so that you can work together to get to your goals. And therapy 
has helped me identify the issues that seep into so many other areas in my life. And one clear example is that I couldn't make it to my workouts for two months because I couldn't sleep. So I was struggling with sleep due to the trauma and she helped me address that um, and helped me figure out what could I do to really improve my sleep, help me get better sleep manage my emotions, talk through what had happened. And that way I was able to then address certain things with my coach. And I had different people helping me on different levels and practicing what I'm preaching this summer. And so having a therapist on my side, again, helps you manage any emotions that you have instead of talking to your friends or people who may not be qualified to help you with the things that you're experiencing having a therapist that is just there for you and to help you with what you're experiencing can help you really get to that next level step number two is practice self-awareness by defining what season of life you're in i want you to take a serious inventory of where you're at right now and decipher if you're having an off day an off week or an off month we all have off days but when you're having an off week or an off month or you just cannot seem to get out of bed or you're having emotional outbursts, you want to start thinking about these different things. So have a checklist in your head. Have you had a traumatic experience that you haven't fully dealt with? In other words, a death, a breakup, an assault, abuse, etc. You know, where is your mind and spirit right now? What season are you in in your life? And how can you align your season of training to your season of life? So after you define where you're at, I want you to then work backwards. So what does your season say about what your training needs to look like? And let's be realistic about this. If you have enough stress in your life, if you're starting a new job, if you're moving to a new city, you don't need to add the guilt of missing workouts that don't align with your current state and that feed into your negative thinking patterns. And so your training, your workout program, your nutrition needs to enhance your life. And so remember, this is just a season. The road to your goals is never linear. You are a work in progress and you have to go through some things to get to the other side. Step number three is protect your energy. If you're too tired, I want you to ask yourself, why are you so tired in the first place? Address the real issue. Is it you or is it your job, the toxic environment, your boss or your partner? Are you not doing a good job at protecting your boundaries? Do you say yes when what you really want to say is no? You need to know where you're at to know where you want to go. And if you have unconscious blocks, AKA limiting beliefs that are in direct opposition to what you're trying to achieve, you will struggle. You have to protect your energy. You have to protect what you want to accomplish, your vision. And your vision is important because if your glasses get foggy with all this negative thought, all these inputs from other people, your job, all these constraints, you're not going to be able to see what's in front of you. I'm currently listening to a book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And one nugget that has really stuck with me this week is the best expression of love is time. 
The importance of things can be measured by how much time we're willing to invest in them. The more time you give to something, the more you reveal its importance and value to you. If you want to know a person's priority, just look at how they use their time. So we truly need to think about how much we value our time and our energy because time and energy is interconnected. And so if we truly love ourselves, why do we let ourselves get the short end of the energy stick? If we are educators, if we are service care providers, if we have kids, if we have a husband, if we have a partner, why do we always give more and give and give and give until our cups are empty? That is the question that we need to start asking ourselves. And also, why aren't we taking care of the most important person in our life, which is ourselves? We cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you have not taken care of yourself and protected your energy this year, I want you to remember that you cannot help others when you have nothing inside of you to give. So you can pour from your cup when your cup runneth over. However, if your cup is empty, you ain't going to be pouring nothing. So you want to start prioritizing yourself. So to recap, the three ways to not let depression, emotions, tiredness get in the way of your fitness journey is number one, get yourself a therapist, ASAP. I think everyone should have a therapist. Do not wait until you're in crisis and get one now. Practice self-awareness by defining what season of life you're in and protecting your energy at all costs. So when we stop trying to rush the process and allow God to build us back up slowly with the new habits the lifestyle, the exercise, the nutrition, we can get to wherever we want. And so the wisdom is about having the courage, the humility, the patience to allow the transformation to happen. And remember, real change does not happen in 21 days. It takes coal years to turn into a diamond. And you, my love, you are a diamond in God's eyes. We just have to believe that we're worthy and have the patience to trust the process. So thank you so much for listening and thank you for anyone who's reached out when I have been MIA, um, I shall be back. And if you're feeling what I'm saying or have learned anything new from this podcast, please share this episode to someone you think might find this helpful and rate this podcast on iTunes. Have a happy Sunday and thank you all for listening.